0: Welcome back to another episode of just a quick pinch i'm your host connie wang If i sound a little bit off it's because surprise surprise the pollen is back at it again You guys my allergies are at an all-time like low or i guess all-time high really my mom warned me last night She was like if you i don't know if there's any truth to this And i feel like i should know this as someone with literally like about to be two doctorates but she dropped one of those like old Asian moms, like old wives' tales on me, where if I rub my eyes too much, apparently my all my eyelashes will fall out and then never grow back again. So that really that that really did the trick. Actually, it kind of scared me a little bit, but. But yeah, anyways, I'm excited because we have a super good conversation today for anyone that's looking to find a new job, unhappy with their work situation, or especially in the field of pharmacy, learn more about ambulatory care pharmacy. We have the lovely Dr. Madeline here with us. She is currently a ambulatory care pharmacist, specifically in the realm of movement disorders, which I thought was a super interesting niche that we get to hear more about from her. So that is super exciting, but... Obviously, you guys have been here before, you guys know, or if you guys don't know and you're new here, first things first, we got our hot girl huddle. So hit it, editing, Connie. Alrighty, you guys, so first for the hot girl huddle, we got my I's and O's, my ins and outs of the week. So my in of the week, you guys, I am in... Or should I say back in? I'm back in my choker era. Okay, I've been. I know chokers were super popular back in like 2017-ish. I have been personally loving like the new trendy version of the choker, which is the big rosette flower choker. You guys might have seen recently on my Instagram post. I posted that with like a cute little like black satin mini dress and like a cream oversized blazer. It was a very like chic city girl look. I loved it. Um, but I've also even been bringing back, you guys. I've been bringing back that like thin black velvet choker from like 2017. I just feel like adding a choker like every outfit gets better it adds like such a fun youthful like trendy energy So yeah, that is my in of the week. I'm bringing chokers back. I don't know truly if they ever left, but I'm like hardcore, like hammering it down. Like now, whenever I leave the house, I'm like, wait, can I add a choker to it? And yeah, that is my in of the week. And then you guys, my out of the week is, I have like a legitimate out this week. Usually I feel like I have some like kind of stupid out where it's like, oh, my out of the week is imposter syndrome. No, you guys, I have a real out of this week. I have beef with something. And that thing is called coconut yogurt. Ew, okay. There are just certain things and I'm not someone one that really is bad with texture. Okay. I'm good with texture. I'm good with squishy texture. I'm good with chewy texture. Texture is not usually something that bothers me, but like, I just had such high hopes for how coconut yogurt would taste. It's literally like yogurt made from like coconut milk. I just really thought it was going to be better. And this is coming from someone that like my tolerance for weird things like textures and taste is pretty high. Like I love cottage cheese. Okay. That should tell you something about my tolerance for weird dairy products. This is just, uh, the texture of coconut, yogurt is not what I thought. I thought it was going to be, like, thick and, like, pudding-like maybe, like, delicious, fluffy. I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be like this. It is, like, weirdly translucent and goopy, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of, like, really, really gross. I don't know if I got a bad batch or something. Um, I think the brand that I got is, like, called, like, So or Soy. So, soy, so, something like that. It is just, disgusting and I'm not someone that calls things disgusting usually okay my tolerance like I said I am so supportive and welcoming of most foods and textures and anything literally like I love eating like okay what's a weird texture thing that I like eating cartilage okay that's how you know that I'm like a real Asian is I enjoy cartilage I enjoy like gelatinous things this is just there's just something wrong with it it is foul uh, it didn't have to they didn't have to do us dirty like this. So yeah, I'm very anti coconut yogurt now And I just need to spread the word for anyone out there that thinks it's good It's not or I don't know. Maybe I, that was a little harsh Maybe I should be more welcoming Maybe I'll try a new brand this week and let you guys know next week But for now coconut yogurt is on the outs and that is my ins and outs of the week now on to spit talk Alrighty guys, so for spit talk I only have three patients left on my roster. I'm so proud of myself because do you guys remember like two or three weeks ago when Jimmy outed me and said I had 27? Yeah, now it's down to three and all three of them are like not for like legitimate reasons. Like I emailed them to remove two today and then the last one is going after that so yeah basically that's all sorted out with you guys that was another crisis averted another little panic attack that I had right before but now we're good and I realize I feel very thankful because you know why this is a signal of where I am in life right now and like how it's like the end of the school year this is the sign it's because I'm in my getting Starbucks just because I enjoy it right now. Not because like previously I used to have to get Starbucks or get coffee all the time because I had to like force myself to either stay awake to study or stay awake to work or stay awake to like go do something like productive, right? Nowadays, it's like the end of the school year. I'm finally reaping that benefit, that senior feeling that I only get every four years or so. Um, like I felt this way when I graduated pharmacy school, when I graduated high school, And yeah, so I I no longer have to consume caffeine as a means to, like, help me be productive and work more. Like, it's it's not that. Now I get to just, like, get things because I enjoy it. Like, today I got a refresher. That thing has, like, no caffeine in it. And I was able to just get it because I enjoy it. I feel like some of you guys out there listening to me might be like, she is sad. Like, she deprives herself. Um, Maybe I do. But yeah, anyways, now I'm not in the position anymore where I have to study or do things on the weekend. I can just enjoy myself. And it's awesome. Honestly, life kind of right now feels like I'm on a treadmill against my will, though. And it's pushing me to go faster, 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 because I'm kind of like, wait, like, I I mean, I'm ready to graduate, but like, I don't want to leave my friends yet. And like, this is kind of comfy. And then I have to start like being an adult and like paying taxes and stuff like i I, i'm not ready for that but the treadmill just keeps moving me faster and faster and faster and it's just like such a weird sensation and i feel like i'm growing up so fast all of a sudden so yeah anyways that is my life right now that is all that's up with me for spit talk And yeah, now onto the main episode. Like I said, we have the lovely Dr. Madeline today. She is so cool and trendy. We actually hear a little bit in the beginning. She went to fashion week with her friend. She's like this awesome lifestyle fashion um, pharmacist blogger. Yeah, here we have Dr. Madeline. You guys, I'm so excited today. I have Madeline here with me. Madeline, first off, I need to hear how was New York fashion week?
1: Um, it was so fun. Steph and I actually went. Um, she's one of my actually very good friends now from Connecticut. Um, and we didn't go, I think, technically, officially when it was happening. We kind of went like the tail end for the weekend. Got it. Um, but it was still fun. Like so many fun events going on. New York is such a different vibe. I honestly haven't been back for any content or anything like that since I was like a kid, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. school, etc. <laughs> Kayla, my Quote unquote sister in law got her wedding dress from there, so we were there for that, but like not in the sense of a trip where you're like shooting photos literally in the middle of the street, yeah. As soon as the light turns red, I'm like, people are savages out here, so it definitely had to bring out some confidence in me. Steph is that way already, so yeah, I love doing stuff with her because she's like a hype woman for sure. But
0: when you are doing these like photo shoots and stuff, where do you change? That's my biggest problem
1: so for literally new york fashion week and again this is all stuff but i was very into it she said when she went last time um her and the girlfriends that she went did this but like travel suitcase walk around with it literally we walked around miles with our cute little suitcases thank god mine's cute we typically will always get like coffee or breakfast or something like that so We'll probably like shoot before, then we'll go have breakfast, then we'll change in that bathroom, and then we'll go do another look, etc. So
0: My biggest question for you is it's been really fun to see your journey. You know, you started documenting everything when you were still in pharmacy school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was like my fifth year. Yeah. And then I've seen you go through, you know, like residency and now this new job position. You recently changed jobs actually too. What do you think really led to this change? And like, how is this adjusting to this new job been?
1: So originally, when I made the first change into Amcare, which was January of last year, I was elated. I was so excited. I've kind of always wanted to do care for the most part, um, very much wanted like, you know, the typical Monday through Friday schedule, just with everything else I have going on, scheduling stuff on the weekends, et cetera, so much easier and just like knowing, oh, I'm not gonna have this random evening shift and, and all that stuff and just clinically, it was also what, what I wanted to do a lot more and it was an endocrine half the time, which I love diabetes, will always love that and like really liked the disease state, so I was super thrilled. And then it was probably, I mean, it was very quick, probably, like, two to three months in that I was, like, mm. ooh, this is kind <laughs> of taking, like, a bit of a toll. It was about, like, essentially a full hour drive each way. Oh, and geez. then, yeah, and then with, especially on endo days, I would have to do a lot of pre-workup because I would have appointments back to back to back and there was no time to like look up the next patient afterwards after you just had an appointment you're like what am I gonna write my note etc so then I started having to come in early and then I was leaving late and it was just a lot of I think like burnout in the sense of just like the schedule aspect itself like I loved what I was doing um, but I knew that especially with like becoming a mom one day soon or like I don't know, transitioning any part of my life into, like, thinking more of family and stuff like that, it wasn't going to be something that was sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I clinically really liked it and loved the people I was working with, it just wasn't going to be something that was going to work for a long time. Um, no. And then our... So I'm in a health system that has, oh, gosh, at least five hospitals, maybe a couple wow. of smaller ones, two in the mix. Um, and I used to work at the largest of the the chain so I have a lot of connections just within the system itself and our am care department overall has been expanding so then I started having meetings about that manager becoming technically my manager which wasn't really the case at the time I was under that like smaller hospital for like a you know official supervisor etc so as that stuff was happening um we're kind of having these like check-in meetings and like how are you doing and They were definitely, thankfully, people that I felt really comfortable, like, truly telling how I was doing. Um, And essentially, they found me a new position that was opening up anyway um, that I could apply to, you know, if I wanted to. So now I am back on the largest hospital's campus, which still is probably, like, 35 minutes of driving. And then you add the garage, commute, et cetera. It's, like, much more city-like. But it's still a lot closer to home um, I get a work from home day every week it's oh, just a amazing. lot more balanced I don't have to be in right at 7:45 or 8 a.m because I don't have appointments I kind of schedule everything out it's mainly telephone calls etc so like every aspect of the job is more flexible and just works so much better for work-life balance so while originally I was like do I like movement disorders i don't (laughs) really know um i have found that i do love it and it's still very fulfilling but it's definitely different than what i was doing but i think just for like full life picture it's a lot better
0: Mm. how do you think you can tell because like i think at least i know a lot of people out there in their jobs they are having like similar kind of challenges how did you (laughs) discern though oh it's like all of the other factors like the commute and all of that and instead of thinking like oh i hate this job i want a completely new job
1: Yeah, I think it's a little – it's different for everybody, Um, but I think, like, when I have thought of burnout versus, like, maybe something's just frustrating, it's like a sustainability thing to me. Like, Mm. is this month just hard because I have a resident or because, I don't know, we're building a new clinic and we got displaced into this other – like, is it a temporary thing or is it something about this particular job at this particular place – that just isn't going to work full-time. Do you enjoy having a resident with you? I love having students and residents. I think in every job, it'll be a little different. So like when I was in Endo, it was so nice because I got to have them once they were trained enough I got to have them do the vitals and take their weight and go download their glucometer while I was sitting there and trying to write <laughs> my last note. So it was very, very helpful in that sense. And I think just diabetes is one thing in particular that is just very, like, rewarding to learn about, but also, like, for the patients because it's just so impactful on their health. Mm. Um In my current role, I haven't had any students or residents yet. I'm about to have one starting March 1st. And then we have a resident in May. Um, Given the fact that we're all like a lot more remote, so we're not seeing patients in person, etc. We are going to split the rotations up among like a couple preceptors so they can kind of see multiple disease states and multiple clinics. And they're not just like sitting next to you all day long. But who knows if we'll change that because we haven't had any. But yeah. Overall, I think students are really great to have and it's great to like give back to people. Granted, I mean, obviously there's many different types of students. I know I was a super hardworking, people pleasing one. And then you have other people who don't care as much. You kind of have to like not have super high expectations all the time and get that like maybe your rotation just literally isn't something that this person wants to do at all. Um, But for the most part, they're, they're all great in
0: their own way. So I have a couple of friends out there that actually are looking for new jobs and trying to switch positions. What is some good advice that you can give them? I know you leverage your network, for example, but Mm -hmm. is there anything else that they can really do to find more resources and opportunities?
1: Yeah. So what I love to do, right, like you said, leverage what you already have available to you. So a lot of hospitals nowadays are in some type of network. Mm -hmm. Um, So trying to connect with pharmacists or managers, et cetera, from the larger branches um, is a great opportunity. But like even just which I think as soon as we get out of school, we kind of get out of this mindset. But like organizations like for the most part, every state has an organization. Um, I think we have at least two in Connecticut. One I think is more tailored to like retail or just general, and then one is like a health system. Um, but those, I mean, you have people that are actively participating in that from probably every single institution within your state. And so especially if you're looking to stay local, that's a great way to connect with people. Um, I have always had the mindset of i'm not going to be able to get a new job unless i show that i'm a really good hard worker and like good in this job so i think just maintaining your um like reputation is huge um when i was leaving residency and trying to apply to the larger institution um my preceptor at the time literally wrote the director there an email saying how much I had helped throughout the pandemic, how he couldn't have done all these things without me, highly recommends me, et cetera. Um, And that same director that I then was working for, I know has advocated for me for many positions and things like that. So um, just kind of being like well-known and being, and like well-known in the sense that like, that person's a great pharmacist, that person really cares, that person works hard, that person's reliable, like, that goes right. so, so much further than I think people realize a lot of the times. Because um, even if you aren't experienced an X thing that you're applying for, if you're known as that type of person, they will know that you can get there because you mm. care enough to get there sort of a thing. Um, so I think that's really big. But any job, like, if you have a specific job that you want to get, like, let's say it's I don't know, like what I'm doing now, where it's like it's am care. I always tried to do outpatient am care related things, no mm-hmm. matter what like job I was in. My presentations were focused on outpatient meds, etc. Um, I volunteered to help start like a transitions of care program um, or pilot program. It never actually got approved, but um, I was at doing least I tried. A bunch of things, yeah, and I was doing a bunch of things that kind of showed, like, oh yeah, for years. Madeline has wanted to do Amcare um but there's also like when we had people applying for some of the jobs um that were open before I was applying to my current role um someone was coming from retail and she was a manager but she was doing enough counseling and things like that that she was able to take the BCACP before she even ever got into traditional AM care. so like that shows so much like and like really wanting to change jobs there's so many ashp certificates and so many things out there that are tailored to like specific niches that i mean the ashp certificates like you don't need prior experience or or anything like that to get those and earn those so there are a bunch of things that you can do to show that like you're actively working towards whatever you want you know whatever it is that that you want. So I think things like that too just kind of show that like you really do want to change for like that clinical job versus just wanting a better schedule or whatever. So you can kind of like justify it a little more.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's super impressive what you said about how like, I mean, first of all, that's so impressive that your um, program director like literally wrote to like that hospital. That's like so cool. Um, but I think it says a lot about how like if you're in a position where you know you're not happy if you still show up and work hard. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, working hard, being attentive, being that good employee is, like, the first thing to go when you're not happy in a job anymore. Because, yeah, like, which it's never
1: going to help you in the long run, unfortunately.
0: Right. That is such a good point. It's so good to hear someone else, like, frame it that way. Um, and that's kind of a good mindset is to have, is, like, in order for you to get out of your current situation, you have to, like, crush it at the current situation to up level. Yeah. And even
1: if it's not, like, within the same health system, I have heard this so many times in school, and I used to roll my eyes at it, but it could not be true. Like, pharmacy is such a small world. You can't burn a million bridges here and then expect here to, like, go get this great job. One, right. all jobs want, like, references, but, like, even even people, like, this morning we interviewed someone, and I was like, oh, hey, I, I did residency at, at this hospital that you're per diem at, like, wink, wink, I know people, you know? It's like... You have to think that, like, everyone has connections, especially in a field. I, I know our field feels big, but, like, it's really so small at the end of the day where everyone kind of knows everyone, like, whether mm-hmm. it's someone you went to school with. Like, there's so many connections out there for people to check in on, like, the type of worker or the type of person. Like, that's what my dad always tries to tell me. Like, I when I didn't match in phase one and then went into phase two interviews, one of the biggest things he, like, gave me for advice was, like, thank them for their time tell them how Mm. grateful you are to be there like show that like you're like humble and happy and like just so grateful to be there and that goes so far just like showing that you're like a good genuine person which has always helped so much um so if you like interview someone and they're just kind of like oh yeah uh uh-huh yep thank you it's like It's fine, but if it's someone who is, like, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, this was so great to talk to you, da-da-da, they send a follow-up email, et cetera, like, that kind of extra step of, like, humanity just goes so far.
0: And I have to say, I really commend you. I remember um, when you first posted about your experience doing, like, the phase two step and, like, not matching phase one. I just thought it was so awesome how vulnerable you were because so many people out there relate and go through the same thing. And it's, like, really, like, so part of the process. But for some reason, society makes everyone feel like they have to, like, match the first time, do things right away, like, succeed. Yeah, Um, like, you
1: can never, like being successful means that you never failed which is like not the case yeah ever. but thank you because that was probably the scariest post i've ever posted online. oh my god it quickly became like oh okay wow yeah like so many other people needed to hear this and it ended up being a really great thing but i was so scared
0: yeah what was <laughs> I, going through I, your head when you when you first opened the email and you saw like that you didn't match right away what was, what was your first thought I don't even know. So it's so funny because, like, I in
1: school was always – I was in a million clubs. I wanted the 4O. Like, I did mm. everything I could have possibly ever done. And Connor was always much more relaxed, which is fine, but it just wasn't, like – it wasn't my vibe. I literally yeah. used to roll my eyes at him when he would say things like, I don't live to work, I work to live. And I'd be like, lazy. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Like how's this gonna work? I'm dead. And now I'm like, Oh honey, thank you for that attitude. I'm like, I yeah. get it. Um, but no, so we had him open his email first because like he was prepared not to match and yeah. for whatever reason, like we didn't think I wouldn't match. I don't know fools but yeah. um so he matches to granted it's like the place he works as an intern like you know it was a very good like situation for him um and then I open it and there's no big like bold congratulation and I'm just reading and then I'm like rereading and I just was like I don't even think I had words I think I was just like stunned
0: yeah <laughs> the yeah. woman was too sun- stunned to speak or whatever that like Pixar yeah audio was. was like I just kept rereading,
1: and then I think Connor took the phone from me and then was like, "Oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, we were both like, well, okay. And I truly, like, I literally was miserable for the next month. Like, poor him, I'm sure. Like, poor anyone that spoke to me, because I just literally thought my life was ending. It was like, I I did all these things, and like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to work? I'm like... It was a hot mess
0: what was the next steps then in terms of like finding out you didn't match and then like Mm. that like month of sadness for anyone that's also kind of going through the same thing phase two is very very quick so Mm.
1: like you only have so long to be sad i definitely (laughs) cried all friday i did not go into rotation we went out that night i got a drink i got some good food and then like saturday morning sunday i was looking online i forget when it opens i think it's later that day that it opens the programs that are available for phase two again everything's very quick redid all my letters for there updated my cv with all like the recent stuff because when you're applying in you know december you typically have at least one or two more rotations and things that you can add on to your cv um so i did that applied to everything that i could and whatever deadline the Match system or I for, forecast gives you like be well before that. Um, mm. I know programs that got so many applications in phase two that they shut down their their portal whatever, but bo- like well before the deadline because they literally didn't have the staff to look through that many applications, so oh, they geez. had to cut it off. So being like early to reapply is is really good for the programs that are left, because um, like to put it in perspective, granted I don't know how many residency spots. Connecticut has overall there's at least 20 at a big institution then there's at least six at my big hospital there's there's a really good amount like overall maybe it's close to 40 who knows spots for phase two there was four spots so crazy. two of them were at the same place one was at a hospital that I didn't get an interview at in phase one and then didn't get an interview at in phase two so then I had three spots I was going after Um, Again, two at the same place and then one where I ended up matching. So it's a very like high stress, high stakes situation. So you really have to find it within you to like remain calm and just be a go-getter and like show up and, and be prepared to say like why you deserve it out of the hundreds of people who are now left.
0: Mm, Um, and everyone's like a little hungrier too because it's like phase two
1: yeah so i think that's again where like a little extra humanity and like really being thankful etc is is a very good thing to have in that um but at the end of the day again i now know so many people who never did residency and are so successful or have jobs that are literally the same thing as somebody who did a pgy1 and pgy2 so your life does not end Um, (laughs) it's so good to hear (laughs) Yeah, like it, it certainly can feel that way and it's definitely something that I think people are talking about more now just in terms of like the numbers and like the real situation out there and everything like that, which I think is great because then people don't have the whole expectation of, well, oh, if I didn't do this, then I'm a failure like I originally felt. So I'm really glad people are talking
0: about it more. Are you, looking back on your experience with your residency, are you thankful that things worked out the way that they did and you ended up where oh, you 100%. were? 100%.
1: Hundred percent. Um, if I had been at either of the other places, I'm sure it would have been fine. But like even just with the pandemic stuff too, like I got to do so much in the pandemic because we were such a small institution. It literally was like me, two of my preceptors and one of our managers doing ninety nine percent of everything and Well, that was, like, its own sort of burnout situation. I will forever be a better human being, a better pharmacist. I am so close to those people. Like, it's just, it was a really good time, even though it was a really bad time. Mm. Um, And I think just, like, everything that's happened after that and the positions I've had and things like that have just always been, I think, exactly what they were supposed to be. So, yeah, I'm definitely thankful for everything that happened
0: even though it wasn't fun originally (laughs) the universe is like so crazy because i feel like sometimes it's kind of like what we think we want like isn't even best for us but we can't possibly conceive that there's even bigger and better out there so we're like okay we want this choice and then the universe is like no no no, this one's better and you're like but and then you have to like let it you don't know
1: that that other thing is there yet and so you're like what do you mean
0: (laughs) yeah i'm like this was it
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: If you had to describe the field now that you work in, so amb- mm-hmm. ambulatory care, to someone that doesn't really know what it is, how would you describe this field? Um, I
1: first try to s- tell people to like think about like their doctor's offices, like their PCP or something like that, because a lot of us are located within some type of clinic. Um, there are pharmacists in care who work in primary care and just kind of like generally help out with most disease states, but generally it's like, diabetes if if you know that person's only seeing their pcp or hypertension or hyperlipidemia things like that um an endocrinology clinic again i was in one of those an anticoagulation clinic so most of the time, that's people on Warfarin because they need so frequent INR checks. If you're on, like, one of the DOACs, you obviously don't need, like, as much follow-up. Um, but you can be in so many different things. So there's, like, the clinic-based settings like that. And then one of the things that I think is kind of, like, rapidly expanding now is kind of the the telehealth kind of specialty pharmacy um, sort of thing. So our positions right now are all justified based on 340B savings, which... Mm isn't what we want in the long run in terms of we would love you know our institution to like just justify them and know that we have them based on just the clinical stuff that we can provide but obviously at the end of the day health systems need to like make the money back and pay for these positions and whatnot so we've justified them all through that but we have i'm doing movement disorder we have three gi pharmacists we have we'll have now two rheumatology we have two endocrine, one primary care, um, I'm probably thinking or not thinking of something, but a lot of different areas, just um, open dermatology as well. So any of those specialty medicines, obviously a lot of them are like monoclonal antibodies and injections, mine are not um, just based on like the nature of my diseases. But those I think are rapidly expanding a lot and are a great niche for people. Um, we're kind of all on site, but one of the other large institutions has very similar positions to us, um, Mm. that for the most part, if it's those kind of specialty like pharmacies, they're all working from home. Um, but then again, they do have a bunch of people that are in their general clinics as well that are like the more traditional clinics. So I think Amcare as a field overall is just like rapidly
0: growing, which is really nice to see. So I know you mentioned earlier how, like, initially you weren't anticipating how much you would actually end up liking movement disorder. What, um like, surprised you that you were, like, actually really interested in it with?
1: So I think, like, just right off the bat, I mean, Parkinson's, etc., like, that's not something I've thought about since school. Like, Got it's it. just not something that we really get a lot inpatient um, or... Really see other than like a very specialty neurology clinic. Um, So I think in that sense, I was kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, like that one lecture that we had in school was okay. I guess, yeah, you know, like (laughs) I thought about it. Yeah, that one PowerPoint. Um, But I think it's too just like my patients sometimes are just so inspiring. Like they can have the most advanced Parkinson's or crazy ataxia and in these things that like literally prevent them from moving, like being able to walk, being able to move normally and just to hear them be so positive and have like such a good outlook sometimes. I think it's just like a nice wake up call to to me and like my own life. Like I, I can walk, I can exercise, I can. And I even kind of had that mindset switch in endocrine where like you know, so many patients were so ill that like, I couldn't just tell them to increase their exercise because they literally were wheelchair bound or they've had amputations or, or all these things. So I think that, and unfortunately with Parkinson's, obviously it's kind of not as much, not that diabetes is anyone's fault, but it's a lot less lifestyle created. You know, people can just like genetically have that risk and be more prone to it. And, you know, be like, I've had patients who their wives are like, you know, they hiked all these mountains, they were so active, they this, this and that. And like, now we're struggling with this. And it's so heartbreaking. But for the people who are still able to like, maintain such a good outlook, it's just really inspiring that like, this shit that I'm dealing with is not big. Yeah, And just, I think, switching my own like, mental health and like, physical health over towards more of like, a gratitude state and like I get to do this and I can do this has been really nice
0: you know talking about like mental health and like lifestyles and all of that I remember too in a recent post you mentioned how you'd made better healthier happier lifestyle switches what are these switches that you've made so
1: before I would say like just overall perspective um, in pharmacy school I was not healthy I ate like Frozen pot pie. I ate like whatever was quick and easy. That's what I did because I wanted the 40. I was busy. I had this. I had that. The best thing I was doing for myself was probably the fact that I lived like a 20-minute walk from school. Like that, that's <laughs> all I had. I rarely was in the gym. I just didn't take care of myself in that sense. And I'm sure if I had, I probably would have felt like a lot better um, when I got. Later into the years, started dating Connor, who was a lot closer to our, like, school gym and things like that. We started going a little bit more. um, But my Appy year where – I don't know why because, like, Appies are pretty similar to kind of real-life work. Yeah. You have to go every day. You even have homework after. But for whatever reason it was – and it maybe was just that we were both on like the exact same schedule. We went to the gym five days a week, like every single night after rotation. Connor's mom at the time was on a health kick, and so we we're eating really, really healthy. And I was in like the best shape I've probably been in at that stage. And then residency hit and even post residency pandemic schedules all over the place. Like I just never was showing up for myself on a daily basis in that same manner again. Mm. Um and I tried to, when I transitioned over to the original Amcare job, I would try to get up in the morning, get on the Peloton, et cetera, and then, like, then go drive the hour to work. Um, but it just wasn't sustainable. Like, I think I was just so tired from the commute and, and like, that kind of, like, burned burnt out feeling that I just couldn't sustain it. Um, and then when I switched into this job, I, it took me probably, like, a month, a month and a half but I, every single day, was thinking, like, our gym is literally in the first floor of this building. What are you doing? Like, it's right there.
0: It's right. It's right
1: there. So I now go in. I try to get there at, like, 630. I mean, the earlier the better. But I also need my sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll get there, like, let's say at 630. And then it typically takes me, like, an hour between. I'll try to walk ideally 30 minutes, but if I get there late, I'll do less. Um, and then I do some form of like weights and like muscle group each day. And then we shower. Thankfully my co, my co room coworker, like we share an office. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had, better. I thought I had a better roommate of worker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she is big into fitness too. And so she was, Going to her gym, trying to beforehand, but now she goes to this gym too because it's just easier. Like, it's easier to commute early and not hit traffic and then Mm. be on campus already and kind of do whatever you need to do. So we both kind of work out for an hour. We shower. We get ready. We walk upstairs. Like, it's, it's a good setup in terms of, like, where the gym is located. And it would probably be a little harder to maintain it if it was further away, but it could be done. Like, I for I think those years after residency was always trying to do it at night,
0: Mm. but
1: uh, between the emails and the trying to do content or having to post something or having to respond to someone or like I love to cook dinner so I want to be the person who cooks dinner, all those things like you only have so much so many hours when you get home and it just wasn't something that I felt like I could keep fitting in there and like still get everything else done and have time to relax and spend time with Connor and go. So I started just doing it every single morning for myself, knowing that I wasn't benefiting anyone else but me. And it's been great. And it's been like a great switch. And then, you know, by the time I come home, like that is done with my health is done with I've taken care of me for the day, I make a nice dinner. And then I get to do whatever else I need to do.
0: Mm. what's your favorite dinner that you've been making recently that's a good
1: question we've been trying to eat healthy in general um once over the summer which i like kind of recreated this i got this like corn breaded cod and like had this delicious creamy sauce with
0: it and this like couscous little salad thing so last question out of all these you know lifestyle changes and having just a help a happier, more balanced life in general. What is like the one non-negotiable in your life that like you have to do or you like really really care about the most if you had to organize it? It's hard
1: because I think that physical activity always makes me feel so much better. Um, but I'm a huge girly girl and at the end of the day, like I love my skincare routine. I love all those things. I get my eyelashes done like I do the things that, like, help me on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, But If I really had to pick, I would still probably pick physical activity. If that was, Mm -hmm. like, if I only
0: got one. I'm proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I know the skincare is hard. (laughs) So, follow-up question. Because I'm like, oh, I know that was the last question, but now I have a follow-up question. Let's say you Mm -hmm. can only choose one item in your skincare routine. What's the one item you're choosing? Oh, to keep? Yeah, like, everything else has to go. (laughs) I'm so I'm so sorry. (laughs)
1: um that hurts hurts i know i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) i would probably pick my vitamin c serum just because i think like long-term vitamin c has so many benefits
0: Mm. which one are you using
1: um i love tatcha i'm a Tatcha girl my cousin uses it too she originally got me hooked but i've been using it for years um i only buy it on sale so either like the sephora sale or they also have an annual sale where it's at least their sale may be sometimes 25% off. Sephora is like 20 max, but I yeah. only buy it on sale. I stock everything up. I use their essence like water. It's kind of like a toner water, but it just feels so hydrating. Like I have dry skin and I love it. Um, their rice enzyme powder is the best like exfoliator I've I've ever found. Like it just leaves your skin. So it's first of all, it's what has kept all my acne away. Like I don't typically get a lot of acne, but I will get stuff if I'm just not exfoliating enough.
0: Mm, I was um, I was just gonna ask, like, do you naturally have good skin? Because I'm like staring at your at your skin right now, and I'm like, it is so good. It's like glass. It's like <laughs> i To be honest reflective (laughs) i had such a
1: rough morning that i haven't even washed my face today that stuff has always just worked really well for me and it feels luxurious like it feels nice to do which just keeps me wanting to do it more
0: so got it yeah that makes sense Well, that's all we have time for today, but thank you so much, Madeline. This was honestly such a fun conversation. I'm so excited for everyone to hear your tips, and I feel like just your story, your, like, ups and downs and everything that you shared, like, you were so vulnerable, and I really appreciate it because I know so many people are going to find it so beneficial and connect with that. But um, leave all of your information, all of your handles where everyone can find you.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This was lovely. I had a lot of fun, um, and I hope it is helpful for people. So, if you guys want to learn more, find more, ask me questions, etc., um, my handle is the Lux Pharmacist. It is on Instagram. I'm trying to get bigger on TikTok. So, if you guys were to follow me on there, I would follow l- her. I would, on love there. You, I would love you all. Um, I I'll I'll be more fun there, a little less professional. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I care you are fun. A lot about like the aesthetic of my Instagram page. Mm. But I really care about the aesthetic of my TikTok page. I don't know if people have a similar vibe to that.
0: Yeah. But I'm not thinking
1: as much about like it fitting in into certain categories or it being something I normally talk about. So I don't know i'm just picturing a lot a lot more fun stuff to come there um and then my website my blog is the lux pharmacist everything's the lux pharmacist so the luxpharmacist.com Pharmacist at gmail whatever you guys
0: got the <laughs> luxpharmacist oh uh, all righty. well thank you so much for your time and thank you so much to everyone that's listening i will see you guys next week bye <laughs>